0: Armistice Day Day Remembrance and calls for peace in Gaza were shunted into the background as masked men from both sides took over the streets as police struggled to contain an outpouring of resentment. This country is angry, To which I have to say, yes, Freddie, that's right. This country is quite angry. But again, the idea that there is this central, sensible, managerial, governing caste position that all of the other things can be seen from and then flattened into disorder is i think exactly the kind of um you know it's blighted with the same kind of myopia that allowed them to miss all of this in the first place.
1: It's such a fucking insane thing to write in the New Statesman, right? A supposedly left-wing publication. Pro-liberal. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's like center-left, right? It's not supposed to be a right-wing publication mm-hmm. for sure, right? About this, where even the, the Metropolitan Police, famously Looney left the Metropolitan Police basically made a series of statements saying the only protesters who gave us any trouble whatsoever were the far right. All of our officers were engaged basically in trying to prevent the far right from attacking the Palestine process. All of the officers who were attacked were attacked by members of the far right. And then in the New Statesman, you are just like, seems like both sides were attacking the police. It's like, just literally just print what the police fucking said. Like, this is the only time where I will ever say print exactly what the police said and take them at their word. But fuck me, if even the police haven't found a way to take the side of the far right, maybe, maybe the far right were the guys who were the problem. Mm. And,
2: but but the thing is, both sides were wearing masks, right? Mm. Which makes mm. them equally bad. And this is—I didn't think that this is the kind of thing that you would get in real life. It seems like more of a like a J. Jonah Jameson thing, you know? Like well, Spider-Man, mm. you know, he he may sort of prevent a lot of crimes, but he does also wear a mask. He's equally sinister. Mm. He um, is a
1: member of Hamas.
2: But only <laughs> one <side>. Spider-Man <laughs> with the Hamas headband is a really <laughs> fucking. Strong yeah, only yeah, yeah. one side jostled Gove. That's mm. true. And, you know, wow. it, we would hate to see Michael Gove, one of our nation's most precious boys, jostled.
1: Yeah. You can't jostle Gove. He looks delicate. He looks yeah. like he's made of porcelain. He's got yeah. one hit point. So,
0: you can't jostle fun- him too yeah. The funny thing, right, is, is Hayward's article, like, it's it actually is pretty good far-right-ology. It's just, he is unable to see the world that, again, he describes from having been standing around the far-right protesters, listening to them, and looking at what they're doing. But the requirements of the new statesman are not able to metabolize that into a stance that says, oh, these people who are dissenting from the sort of, let's say, institutional consensus are not actually a problem because it's so with the high walls around the British insiderism, it's so defensive. One of these two protests had people with swastika tattoos, but I'm somehow
1: struggling to work out which one of the two is more anti-Semitic. Anyway, I'm a professional journalist.
0: <laughs> well, it's unable to confront just how like normal and embedded within the official governing cast of this country the far right actually is, and mm. so it has to draw equivalences between like when the Democratic Football Lads Alliance does a few does a few mm. bumps and comes into London spoiling for a fight, and then. The like large one of the probably the largest like anti-war march in the UK since the Iraq War. Yeah, Um, you know, and it it seems to be like none of these people, whether the um the the far-right guys who are like, I get very funny taunting the police, being like, you're not even English anymore, you're woke. That's (laughs) right. The uh and the and the people who are like, we think we should stop sending arms to the people bombing the hospitals. Uh, are both populated by dum-dums who won't listen to respectable authority. But by doing that, you create such a, a, a febrile environment for like that very institutionally embedded far right to just keep on doing what it does and to forestall any kind of examination of the um, like institutional liberal consensus that what we are doing is fine.
1: Yeah, Can I also just add for international listeners That the Democratic Football Lads Alliance Is a real thing, this isn't like a joke Name that we've come up with, as much as it May sound like it, and I have I I always, when I think of them, I always have two Questions, one of which is, I wonder what exactly Their democratic structure is, like do they Have like kind of like governance codes, like a Trade union, do they have to ballot to defend The cenotaph, and second of all they do Sound kind of like a small communist country Like Like a bunch of football Lads seceded from Millwall And created their
0: own kind of like stalinist state yeah well one of the funny things is right is how much the far right have been portrayed by people covering them as basically mm. treating the whole thing like a particularly larry away day Mm. Mm. right
1: which is what it is because I, i would say like a huge number of those like people in those groups they don't really like they don't have like defined politics they just see it as another expression of kind of like Id like they just they just kind of make, they don't really care about the Israel Palestine issue. What they care about is like we don't like those cunts, mm. and so it's just about like they don't seriously believe anyone's going to attack the Cenotaph Because just why? What? Why? Would that
2: yeah, I mean, all of the the f- sort of doing football chants at the Cenotaph, mm. one state solution. You'll never sing that. It's it just like mm. as if mm. sort of Palestine. Her, you know, they, they were playing Palestine on like. Sort of a, a windy sort of like shitty afternoon, and Palestine it was like two one down. It's just like mm. strange, you know. Well,
0: I think you you talk about it as a kind of as a kind of id, and you talk about it as a kind of there. They know who the the good guys are and the bad guys are. These are guys that we kind of been like riled up by TV and and, and like Facebook groups, right? And I think this goes back to um, like thinking about the Cameronite transformation of politics into a purely media management activity, at least in this Mm. country, which is that these guys, they see, they see the politics is about what I see on TV. And now I'm getting so agitated that I have to go and change what I see on TV because I couldn't bear the people who I've been like told by very, very respectable by people who would probably be horrified right at the prospect of doing something so uncouth as banging a gram of mostly baby powder. And then heading mm-hmm. into London, spoiling for a fight. The I've been, inside of my nose is perfectly dry and soft. Yeah, I'm but, less angry now. Yeah, but that I've been told, right, that these that there are these people who are both very, very threatening to the British way of life, but also pathetic and easy to beat. Uh, mm. Who are some kind of combination of, um, like, sort of sandal-wearing vegans or like like hmm. purple-haired baristas or immigrants or whatever Or right. like, any of the cast members of four lions <laughs> yeah <laughs> right that all of these people are uh, the bad guys and i'm and i've spent the last 7 years getting increasingly deputized by again politicians and columnists who will go close to the line as close to the line as they can um saying hey maybe you should do something about this mm. you know and you know it's no surprise as well yeah like Fucking Tommy Robinson is just back, right? Yeah, although he again. did
2: he did do an interesting thing, which is, uh, lead the Democratic Football Lads Alliance in protest, and then march them off away from the Cenotaph, away from the other protest, and then get into a cab and disappear, which, mm. as far as uh, behavior which you might describe as being MI5-coded, it's, it's gotta be up there, you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, he uh, he he got the tap at the um, at the firm intake. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, but no, is, I just I just again. mean like
2: genuinely it, it, for, to in terms of like dogging all of this, you couldn't you couldn't ask for better in a lot of ways. Um, mm. And then he had this kind of like defensive statement about it, where he was like, uh, "Well, the reason why I sort of led everyone in the wrong direction and then disappeared is because uh, I was going home to my family." Uh, which obviously the like wokists hate. Uh, mm. It's like, okay.
1: Yeah, that's right. That actually the most anti establishment thing you can do is go Sorry. home when your wife tells you. Hmm. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah. I> d- <laughs> this is why we need to bring back football violence. I think there's a lot They're of up. Yeah, look, you know, you used to be able to just hit someone over the head with a pint glass after a football match, and you didn't need to concern yourself with the Israel-Palestine conflict. But now, they're you know, due to you know better policed football matches, these people are being driven into having to come up with bafflingly complex ta- chants. You know, <laughs> Netanyahu's blue and white army. I guess that one still works. Um, <laughs> he settles where he wants. He settles where he wants. <laughs> Baby
0: I, I, I could yeah. I could write a few of these. I think I
3: think there is probably some truth to that in a weird way. I and like it, it, I don't know if there's like economic reasons for that. Obviously, like football, like to go to the football is expensive and you know doing all that stuff is like just having any hobby is really expensive now. I think the other part of it is also again, it comes back to like the TV sort of existing to rile you up. Um, and everyone sort of having to sort of participate in like whatever is decided to be the discourse, whether you like it or not, I do feel like, again, like the weirdness and the sort of like lariness of, you know, just underlying British culture. And like, I don't think it is just related to, you know, these sort of big events like process and stuff. I just think mm. that there is like an underseeping anger, which doesn't quite make sense, but is again, it is very, I think it is very much an part of the long tail of Cameronism. I think it is like linked to austerity. I think it is linked to this sort of broader sense for like nothing in the country works and nothing in the country works because this is the long tail of, auster- of, of, of austerity now affecting mm-hmm. everyone. Um, very in contrast to like the Cameronian promise of like, you know, the big society and the idea that like, you know, the state can sort of uh, take some steps back because this, you know, broader civic society that we have will sort of step in realizing that wasn't the case. And so I do think that like a lot of this anger, which is then channeled into these kind of like constantly repeating culture wars is partly responsible for why you have like the Millwall ultras or whatever, like, You know, kind of fighting for Israel, but not really understanding why they're doing that other than to be Mm. like, I don't like these cunts. And that's really it. The explanation really comes down Mm. to I'm really angry and I don't like these cunts.